This is the High Hopes Podcast. High Hopes. It's a bunch of baseball nerds talking about the Phillies on Radio.com and Sports Radio 94 WIP. Yeah! It is another edition of the High Hopes Podcast. Jack Fritz, if the Phillies score 17 runs, I'll give them a yo. They deserve a yo, Jack Fritz. They scored 17 runs. Where were you when bird poop changed the Philly season? That's what I'm wondering, James. None of that. Why? None of that. Why? Where were you when the High Hopes live show changed the Philly season? That's is true. Is the actual thing that changed the season. Let's be real. Yeah, that's okay? on me. That's on me. And listen, people at Peanut... Uh, bad job by you, Jack. The, the pe- bad job. The people at, at Goldenberg's and, and Peanut Juice, I mean... The, the results are the results. They scored 17 runs. We had a, a Facebook Live sponsored by Goldenberg's Peanut Shoes. I think we need to do another one. And uh, if this propels the Phils into a first place, you know, you know, they go on a little bit of a run here. You know, I think I think we need to do another one. So this is on them now. Yeah, it's on them. And uh, for those who don't know, Jack Gate 13 Peanut Shoes, he felt it. The oh, under, yeah. yeah, yeah, the under hit, and it turned out that that eighteen and a half was literally impossible for you. That was a lot of I peanut juice, and like they were very good. It was just I got to the point where I was like, "This is a lot. Of, this is a lot of candy. <laughs> this is a lot of candy." So, um, yeah, I, I, I did. I choked. Um, it was not a good performance. Um, and somehow the Phillies scored more runs than peanut juice consumed. <laughs> that, Jeff, that's actually amazing. Like if we had gone in and said. Who does like the line is not 18 and a half. It's more Phillies runs tonight or Fritz peanut chews. A hundred percent of people would have said you would have won <laughs> like a hundred percent. I know. I know. And the Phillies took that personally. A bird pooped on them and uh, and they went on a little bit of a it was a fun. It was a fun laughter of a game. You know, Matt Joyce yeah. broke the unwritten rules and hit a grand slam for no reason, but whatever. Tony La Russa, I heard, actually flew in, slapped Matt Joyce in the face, and then flew out. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a weird. You have, weird. To, you have to do that to maintain order in Major League Baseball. Yes. Yes. All right. Uh, speaking of that Facebook Live uh, event that changed the Philly season. Yeah. I hope now, now this is, this is a direct message to the people that put together the Phillies video yearbook. I know that your takeaway from two nights ago is going to be the bird poop change the Philly season. I would just like the person that puts together the Phillies yearbook to say, also the High Hopes podcast, sponsored by Goldenberg's Peanut Juice Facebook Live, uh, also changed the fortunes of the Philly season. Yeah, we just want our due. I mean, I, I, I mean, we, we got Bryce here. We, we got Bryce here. We got them to re-sign JT. I mean, we got Brian Barber here for them. We got Caleb Cotham here for them. I mean, we're this close to getting Jim Nance here to call the game. That's right. Well, we don't want to. We don't want to disrespect some people here. So Jim might have no, to wait no, his we turn. Would never. Right. We would never. We would never. But, but you know, we do a lot for the Phillies, and um, I would just like a shout out in the Phillies video yearbook. Yeah, I think it's fair. All right. Speaking of this, um, momentous. I hope's Facebook live show. I let's call it momentous, legendary, whatever you want to, you know, important, importance a word. That's a word. Right. Uh, you'll get, you'll get to hear some of that. Yeah. Uh, about, uh, 26 minutes ish, somewhere in that range. Yeah. The and, audio and, got a little bad after yeah. 
Yeah. That yeah. was when all the questions happen after. So you get to hear us give all the takes, the, the third of the season, June 1st takes prior. Uh, you will miss all the awesome Jim Nance comments we got. But shout out to everyone who commented about Jim Nance. I love you with all my heart. Um, so we're going to play that in a minute. Uh, but first, uh, Jack, uh, and then we'll do a take back after we're, we're here. But um, 17 to 3, quickly, any look that I think we can all agree having two off days. And by the way, it's supposed to rain in Philly tomorrow, so fingers crossed. But mm. having two off days after a 17-run barrage was not ideal. But can this carry forward at all? I mean, it, you know, can this be a bats come alive game that 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 has any staying power, buddy? Yeah, obviously. Um, of course it does. <laughs> I got like, oh gosh, this, these last two days have been brutal. Like it's so funny because when you watch them every night, you're like, ah, oh, this is miserable. And then you, they're gone, and it's like, I need them. I need them. I need them back. Like these. Now, to be fair, it was after that game. We're yeah. Like, oh, mm. we need them back. If it had been the day before, after the eleven-one game, we're like, yeah. Take some time. Yeah. Take a few days. Yeah. But when you're hot, you're hot. And the Phils are clearly hot right now. So, um, <laughs> you know what's, yeah. You know what's funny, though, is that uh, we've done this before, right? Where we're like, oh, this is the thing that's going to turn them around. You know, the, the Harper Grand Slam. It's like, well, if they don't go on a run now, then they're never going to go on a run. And there's a couple moments last year, even this year, where it's like, all right, there it is. Like, what if the bird poop is the thing that turns them around? I mean, there crazier things have happened. Like, I just. It, listen, the offensive thing, it could carry him forward. Um, you know, I guess they kind of went into it. You know, they washed away May. May was brutal. But the thing is, like, they could play well in June, but, like, their their offense is a – or their, their, their schedule is a gauntlet. So It's I'm, brutal, Jack. Right. The schedule – I mean, it's up, – up to honestly, up till the All-Star break, the schedule's brutal. Fun. Um, yeah. But yeah. next week we get to go to Los Angeles and San Francisco. Or wow, that's going to be that, you know, we, a week from Monday. We get to go out west. That should be great. I think the, the last time the Phillies were out west, McCutcheon Doors ACL. Is that, is that what I remember? Uh, I mean, it was definitely the last year they were out west. I don't know if they had another west coast trip. That was in May. So you would think maybe they had a west coast trip later in the season, but right. I, I don't remember. Um, but yeah, I, I can't wait. Although, I mean, that's going to be some late nights. But as I always say, Real ones stay up for the late game. So uh, right. I will be there. I will be very excited to be there. I love West Coast games. So whatever. But like. I do not. I used I know, to. I know. And then I you, and then you I turned. Up early, Jack. And then you, he turned you can 50. sleep in. Come in whenever you want. I got to get up at 6 in the morning, Jack. So well, not a fan. I get up at 7. So whatever. Uh, um, well, that's on my choice. So I could definitely sleep in if I wanted. Yeah, you but, don't have to get. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, listen. Sometimes you got to start the day. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, sometimes you got to start today. Get a good hearty breakfast, get out there for a run, water the grass. I mean, some, 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 sometimes men yeah. got to do men things. Homeowner stuff. Yeah, yeah I get it. Yeah, I, I mean, it. I'm really, I, I don't know if you can tell. But Jack I'm, domesticated. Yeah, I don't know if you can tell, but I'm definitely matured. I mean, many people oh, are saying this. Oh, it's clear. This. Yeah. It's clear. Right. I mean, I, I don't know how you couldn't tell is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, so I think, <laughs> do I think it could propel them? I think it, I, first off, I think there are two talented to stay down forever like I, I just i in my heart i feel like they're a better offense i and and i just i think they're gonna figure it out 
Um, could this kind of be a big exhale moment for them that can get them going? Sure. Um, but I'm at the point where I got, I just got to see it. Like, I just, I got to see it. I, I, the vibes are good. I like, I like, I really like the bird poop thing. I just hope that's something that they can kind of roll with. And maybe they're like, oh, well, it can't get worse than this. And then they went and scored 17 runs. So, um, like maybe it's something for them. Maybe it's something they can like rally around. I don't know if it's going to be as catchy as the bamboo. I don't know if they need to, uh, go, you know, get bird cages and <laughs> just have them above citizens bank park. I don't know if we're at that, that point, but, um, I do think it's, I do think they're, they're always too talented to, to stay down. And I hope that they can get on a roll here because the only way this team was ever going to win anything or be good was that the offense was going to carry them. So, um, Reese has been pretty consistent for, for a month now, which is good to see. And, you know, as he goes, maybe the offense goes, I don't know. I, I'm more hopeful than, than, than I believe it, but man, uh, I need it. Yeah, I think that's a perfect way to put it. Hopeful. I, it's we've had too many of these to to just blindly say, "Oh, this is it. This is it." I mean, the Segura Girardi thing. We talked about that. Harper getting in the face. The reaction to that. Like we've had multiple of these things throughout the year already. We're like, "All right, there's the thing. This is the galvanizing moment. Now the run comes." So I agree. It needs to happen before I'm gonna say what the moment was. We can look back in hindsight and say, "Oh, the bird poop, aka." Actually, the High Hopes uh, live show. Whatever. We can point to those things, but I, I need to see it um, to believe it's going to happen. But to your point, look, the, the offense, A, as we've talked about many times, like it should be better. It will be better. Guys won't be as bad as they've been, particularly Alec Boehm and guys like that. But um, also, like, also to your point, like they have to be better. Like this offense, if this team is going to go anywhere past – you know, uh, a, a lost season, it's because of the offense. Like, the offense has to be better. Um, all right, what stuck out to you from the game itself? Anything, uh, at, like, any moments that really stuck out to you other than, of course, the greatest moment in the game? Ronnie Torres going yard, Jack Fritz? What else stuck out to you? Well, Nick Mathon's never seen the field again, right? I mean. I mean, Ronnie Torres, what a star. Dude, how happy do you think Girardi was? It's It's the first thing that he's gotten right. <laughs> It's the first thing that he's he's like, all right, this is my guy. Yep. He's on the team because of me. Yep. The pitching version of that, not working out so well, David Hale. Um, yeah, I think Girardi's psyched for his boy, Ronnie. Yeah, it is funny, though, that we put David Hale and him together when David Hale never pitched for Girardi. Really? Yeah, he never pitched he for him. What? Yeah, I know. It's David like it was, it was with the Yankees. Yeah, though. I know. I know. He never pitched for Girardi. What? Yeah, I know. It's like this. People always say that, but they never played for him. That's so. Is that really true? Yeah. I'm, I, I, I'm gonna double. I'm gonna double check it. But, oh, I'm, but so I'm, wait, did Girardi get fired in 2017 or 2018? After 2017, 2017. yeah. Well, then, yeah, you're right. Yeah, uh, the if Yankee... it was 2018, then he played for him. If it was 2017, no, he was fired he after. He was fired after 17. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I know. Look at that. Busting narratives over here. That's pretty wild. Right. You're a narrative buster. So then why the hell is David Hale here? Yeah, that's the, that's the other point. Yeah. Yeah. I have no idea why he's here at this point. But, um, Nola, like, Nola's fine. You know? I mean, like, how he pitched was fine, right? I mean, he went how far? Really. Yeah. But, stunk. Like, he, Let's like, just be real about Yeah, it. but he still allowed three runs or less and went six innings. Like In five innings. He went five, five innings, innings, Jack. Five innings. Like, yeah, buddy. I know. It's just like he gotta, he's got to get it back. I mean, it's been ever since, the, ever since the complete game, he's just been fine. And, like, he's not bad. Like, he's definitely not bad. It's just he's not great. And and, and for them to, to kind of 
you know, go on a run here. They're going to need Nola to get back to being Nola. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely worrisome. Um, and he just, he needs to be better. I mean, it's, it's as simple as that. The weather's warming up. It's going to be 90 degrees this weekend. Um, it's time for Knowles to kind of, kind of get back on track. So, um, yeah, he was, you know, he was whatever. My other takeaway was, and it, it felt more drastic than I'd seen. Like, I guess Boehm's always been a little bit open, but he did, to me, have more of an open stance um, on on Tuesday, Wednesday, on Wednesday. Um, so it's interesting because I think that, no, it was Tuesday, but um, it looked more open to me, and maybe that's part of the plan to get him to be able to hit inside pitches more consistently. Um, so look out for that. Uh, look out for that this weekend. He did have two knocks, which is good. Hit a couple balls hard um, in the game before. So maybe he's kind of coming out of this a little bit, and man, <laughs> do they need him to come out of this? Yeah, I, more than anything. I, I think you could really look at this team and say he's the single biggest X-Factor player on the team. You know, I mean, you need Harper to come back and, and be healthy and be Bryce Harper. You need JT to get back to what he was before and all that stuff. But in reality, like the one guy who can just completely change the fortunes of this lineup by being even a, a semblance of what he was last year is boom. Like it changes everything. So well they were a top six you, they were a top six offense when Boom was here last year. And hey, um, don't don't step on the Facebook uh, live we're about to play too much. Oh did I? <laughs> no I'm joking. I'm joking. Okay. Yeah, I'm joking. Um okay. What I was about to say, uh I did think though that 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 the the hit to make it three two, you know, two two uh the the kind of little poke to left center, you know, kind of a little a little single, but but that felt like a big hit for him. Like he was really fired up at first base after that. Like kind of felt like, you know, big spot, tie game. I don't know. You know, look, all it takes is a couple of those or even one of those sometimes to to get some confidence back and start rolling. And it feels like a lot of Bohm's issues right now are related to confidence. I agree. I agree. Because he was definitely getting frustrated. He was definitely down. And, you know, maybe, maybe – Tuesday night kind of got him going a little bit because, again, he, they, were, they were a good offense with him last year, and, and if they can get him going again, Phil's might be going on a little bit of a run here. Oh, buddy. Uh-oh. Oh, buddy. Uh-oh. All right. Well, with, with that in mind, uh, let's listen to the thing, the moment, the legend that changed the season. The High Ops Facebook Live show brought to you by Goldenberg's Peanut Juice. We're going to play that. We're going to be back. For us, it's going to be like two seconds. For you, a little bit longer. We'll be back, and we'll still be here in a different place. But here, was that confusing enough, Jack? Yeah, way I set that up. Right on time. Yeah. Okay. Here's the Facebook Live show. Hey. All right. We are live, Jack Fritz. What? A little High Hopes Hour. They let us do this? Brought to you by Peanut Juice. Jack, he's getting ready. Look at this. So the over-under, let's set the stage. The most important thing, we're obviously going to talk Phillies here on High Ups Hour, but the over-under is 18 and a half. The yeah. time has started. It starts the moment the hour begins. Right. So you have to eat 19 to win. Yeah. And full disclosure, yeah. I had two during the show. <laughs> so this is- <laughs> well, a th- I can say I walked by your studio and I saw the bag open and I was like, man, all right, Jack, Keffer, that's one. That's one. One. On the board. All I right. I was hungry. Uh, Goldenberg's pants shoes. The best candy around, flat out. Of course, Philly Zone, we love it. Um, so we'll see how many Jack can eat. All right, let's dive in, buddy. Oh, man. Fun baseball game. Yeah, well, so we set this up, what, like, uh, a month ago or whatever, right? They're like, hey, let's do this thing. It'll be super fun. We're like, peanut chews. We freaking love peanut chews. Like, this is perfect. This is awesome. Peanut chews are the best. And we're like, oh, we'll, we'll do it June 1st, right? June 1st, 
uh, a third of the season done, the check-in, you start to take things seriously. We'll have a fun baseball team to talk about, Jack Fritz. Well, that's, and that's, <laughs> that's what it's supposed to be. I know. Like, was like 50, everyone says, oh, you don't know your baseball team until you're 50 games in. <laughs> I think I know this baseball team. I think I know them. I think I might, I might know this baseball team too well. Uh, hasn't been a fun run. No. But, but... Listen, There's we'll, a butt there, okay. Yeah, we'll still talk about him and still yeah. be excited about him. Well, and look, with, with Jack Fritz here, there's always going to be some level of positivity, as you all know. I mean, Jack can talk himself into anything when it comes yeah. to the Phillies. And listen, I've, I might have concocted a way to talk myself okay, back into this good, because that's where I want to start. We'll get into specific players and all that type of stuff. It's like a third of the season check-in here. It's, it's real now. Let's just start with an overview, though, because Jack, I mean, buddy, give me some positivity. It's been a bad Bad run lately. The uh, obviously eleven to one yesterday in Cincinnati. Lose yeah. two in Tampa. Not that surprising. The it felt like the two of four in, in Miami were like, whoa! They split a series in Miami. Things are looking up. And they should have won. They should have won three of they four. They should have won three uh, if our manager didn't pitch to Corey Dickerson yeah, with buddy. the three one count. Yeah, if our manager didn't, could be the name of the uh, yeah. the yearbook at the end of this year. The video yearbook. Yeah, you're so partial to. If you're looking for positivity. I got one for you. Please. That's what I need. The I need Phillies. positivity about the Phillies right yeah, now. Yeah, and this this might be too no. nerdy for, for the for, for our listeners. <laughs> Not for our I mean, our come listeners on. are nerds. I know. Yeah. But there's a different, you know, sometimes it's different true. audience. It's true. But people could just be checking and see what we look like. Right. That's actually what most people do. Uh, well, like, I well, see that was what Jody Cameron said today on the midday show. He's like, when we were promoting it, he's like, Oh yeah, if you ever wonder what Seltzer looks like, check it out. And I'm like, Oh yeah. I know. We work on the radio. Believe it or not. That's a great many, point. Many people have said that we have faces <laughs> for radio. Um, but but they do have three starters in the top ten in F4. They do. Which is awesome. It like, is nerdy. F4. F4. If, and that's not B1. Um, but if you are. <laughs> yeah, as if war wasn't nerdy enough. Right. But if you're looking for a positive and, and for a reason why this team could turn around, it comes down to that. Because you have three legitimately good starting pitchers. Um, Wheeler's been unbelievable. I mean. One of the best pitchers in baseball. Matt like, Klintak's best signing, and yes, that that counts. Yeah, the I mean, three hundred thirty million dollar well, man. <laughs> sure, absolutely, his best signing. Wait, I mean, what else? What else we got here? I mean, his, his ERA's down the two, the three. Jay Bruce trade, Jack. That was oh, a good move. That's your guy, Jay Bruce. <laughs> I like Jay Bruce. I still like Jay Bruce. But but if you're looking for a positive, I mean, that's three starters that should give you a chance to win on a night in night out basis, and like. Eflon, I feel like, has taken a bit of a step back recently. He looks tired to me. Mm-hmm. Like, he looks like, you know, the whole heavy body thing. That, yeah, we've, that, it's been a thing. Right, and, and it kind of looks like he's he's getting back to that a little bit. Like, he's not totally finishing his pitches. He's kind of cut himself off, and he's like it doesn't look as crisp as it looked earlier in the year. So, um, But he's still, like, even when he's not pitching well, Eflon's at a point where he's going to give you a chance to win every night. And that, that's what he's done. Um, Velasquez... Kind of went back to being Vinny last night, didn't he? But, like, I, st- I think that was more of a blip. I think Vinny can be better than that. And then five, if they if they want to do a Spencer Howard, Ranger Suarez piggyback, and that can – I mean, it was great in the Marlins series. That's something. The, the, the fact that they have five guys on most nights that should give them a chance to win is something to look – It is. To. It is. And, look, if you want positivity – That's two. Kever, two. two. Shout out to Jack Kever setting this whole thing up. The man, the better Jack. I didn't say that, but uh, I'm not to do it into the mic. You know? I'll talk. All right, I'll give you some positivity too. And these are more. Yours is like a concrete thing that is happening now. These guys are good. I'm gonna talk about Alec Bohm can't be this bad, right? Like he cannot be. I came into this season saying he might be the best hitter on the team, Jack Fritz. By the end of the year, uh, he was gonna be the best offensive player in the. He's team. got an OPS under 600 and has 
all season long. So Alec Bohm, like, has to get better. He's gotten so unlucky. The, the, the blind – I mean, we all – See it, right? How many balls he hit the guys, or it's like, up oh, that would have been it. That should have been it. That should have yeah. been it. And and now he's he's he's. It feels like he's uh, reacting emotionally to every single one. That, <laughs> Dude, he's taking it. Yeah, he's yeah. taking it all very personally. Yeah. And yeah. honestly, I wouldn't hate sending him down. And Ooh. I and I know that would that would be like a massive ego blow. And and <laughs> for a guy that batted three thirty eight last year and mm-hmm. had a had a runners of scoring position, his average was over four hundred. And like we're talking about. I mean, I threw out the uh, R. Freddie Freeman. You know, sending down, <laughs> sending down R. Freddie Freeman would be would hurt. Um, but would it? It would. But <laughs> we we have to get him back on track, and like we have to get him back on track because this team is only going to be as good as it can be offensively if Alec Bohm is the guy that he's projected to be, and he's supposed to be the guy he was last year. When Alec Bohm was going last year, the Phillies had a top six offense. Like that was there. Obviously, the offense has been brutal this year. McCutcheon hasn't helped that. Bohm hasn't helped that, but if you can if you can just set Bohm, or sit Bohm down and just let him kind of take a deep breath, like I, we can't, this team can't wait till the All Star break. Like if we wait till the All Star break, they might be out of it. Yeah, like, out of trending it, out of in it. that direction, my friend. Right, you have to get him going, and and I they've tried things like benching him with with Brad Miller, they've tried certain things, but sending him back down, maybe getting him comfortable, at least getting him some confidence back, and then bringing him back up. It could it could do it could do wonders for him and could be the thing that could save this baseball team. So I wonder if they send him down. I, I, it would be it would be shocking. It, it would, would be shocking. Yeah. But the, I don't feel the way that I feel about Scott Kingery with Alec Baum. I don't feel the way even I thought about Reese Hoskins two years ago, where it's like like Reese kind of is what he is. He's a good player, not He's a, a hot player. cold guy. It's just what he is. But I think Alec Baum legitimately is a great offensive player when he when he gets right. And I still feel that way. I know it's been a, str- a tough little start here, but I-, I still feel that way. So I would definitely consider sending him down, try to get him right, and-, and-, and bring him back up and hope that he can start to do something here. I mean, they got to figure something out, right? I mean, it's just and – it- and it hasn't gotten any better. It looks, to your point, like he's more and more frustrated on a nightly basis. And then you add in the defense thing, which, like, look, we all know. But I'm sure that's wearing on him, too, right? Like, the fact that he's a disaster defensively, too – I'm sure that's number three going down right now. Um, three. I like to follow the call out. Yeah, the three. Cut your three. Mm-hmm. It's like we're entering a restaurant together. Back behind you. Okay. Um, another reason for optimism. Bryce Harper's going to play again, right? At some point. I mean, Could be. maybe. I mean, JT will get better now that he's back. DD. Maybe he'll play again. I mean, look. We, he was throwing the ball across the infield <laughs> the other saw, day. I saw it. That's pretty, a big move. Pretty exciting stuff. Yeah, you know? for sure. Look, they, they and it's hard to, to complain about injuries when, you know, the team that's in first place in the division is like a mash unit out there. Cameron Mabron is starting for the Mets Got right his now. first hit. Yeah, Cameron freaking Mabron. I think he's one for still, 28. Still, Cameron Mabron still in Major League Baseball somehow. So, like, it's hard to complain about it, but those are three massive injuries. And JT's back, but those are three of your five best hitters, right? The the <laughs> We'll get to the defense in a sec. The pitching, like you said, can be good, and the bullpen will get to, but certainly better than last year. You know, we could say that. It's the offense. This team, if we had come in the season, we would say they live and die with this offense. Everything else is is extra. Like, they need to start hitting the ball, Jack. That's where this season can turn for the better. Yeah, and ultimately, I mean, McCutcheon's back down. I mean, he was he was looking like he was heating up a little bit. A little there. bit. A little, little, yeah. little hot streak yeah. in, in the beginning of May, it felt like, yeah, you know. He's couple back. Weeks. He's back. <laughs> he's back. Um, Man. Because, like, ultimately, it comes down to him. Uh, it, like, 
you have to get Andrew McCutcheon going. I mean, he's he's you're supposed to be your leadoff hitter. Obviously, Oduble's been there the last couple games. Um, Segura is fine in the two hole, but like the lineup is so much more deep and and so much more potent if you can get Andrew McCutcheon right. And he hasn't been right. He he, he his bat just looks slow. Um, he's not hitting the ball hard anymore. Striking out a ton. Um, and you do hope that when Didi gets back, you know, hope you hope that that swelling in the elbow goes down. I mean, but. I, I'm worried about that too. Of course, how could you not be he worried about that? The Tommy guy had Tommy John. John surgery. I know it's ridiculous, and so, it was a two-year deal. You know? know, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. super, yeah, super. It's great. The thing is, though, like if they can get, if they can just get these guys back to, I don't second worst in baseball. Yeah, and I, like uh, the strikeout thing is, is kind of crazy, um, because I did kind of buy into the theory of well, I'd rather have a strikeout than a double play or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Like, but uh, Alec mm-hmm. Bones on pace to, to break the double play record. So, <laughs> um, but like like the, the the game on Saturday where they're striking out, it was like fifteen times. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think it was I fifteen. Mean, like you, and I, I've said this in the past, but like you can't win games in October with the strikeout rate that they're going at right now. Like for as much as regular season baseball, it's a grind and it's a it's a whole you know. You know, it's a journey, right? Mm-hmm. That that the regular season baseball is like to win games in October. You have to be able to do the little things, and what we've seen so far is they can't do the little things. I mean, they, they can't. They, they definitely <laughs> Funda- can't defend. Fundamentals. Yeah, they can't defend. Yeah. They don't know which base to th- turn a throw to. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but 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 putting the bat on the ball and creating hard contact and that stuff, like it matters. And you look at the best teams in baseball; they generally have the lower strikeout rates. You know, Houston's always up there. Boston's always up there. And honestly, that's where Nebraska came from. I mean, Nebraska kind of built that Red Sox offense um, on the basis of, you know, balls in the gap, getting runners over. Mm -hmm. That that 2018 team was an absolute juggernaut when it came to that level of baseball. This team doesn't have Mookie. This team doesn't have J.D. Martinez, Rafael Devers, Xander Bogarts. Bogarts, Right, but they can still do little things that can help you win ballgames. So... I believe in the track records, and I think it's going to get better, but it is just brutal to watch right now. Well, yes, it is brutal. And I think offensively, the strikeouts are kind of the the symbol of that. Obviously, I think more macro, when you look at this team, the defense is what stands out to you as like, not major league quality, Jack. I I thought the 2018 uh, team defensively is the worst I've ever seen. Well, with Reese Hoskins in left field? Yeah, Yeah, you would think that putting Reese Hoskins in left field would be the lowest it could get. Yeah. It doesn't get worse. Yeah. Yeah, it's worse. So here's my question. And you play baseball your whole life. You're a baseball guy. We all understand they're not talented, right? (laughs) It's pretty clear from a defensive perspective they lack talent. Offensively, we think they'll get back to where they're supposed to be or head in that direction. Defensively, they don't have talent. But they can look the ball under their glove. They can know where to throw it when it gets hit to them. You'd be like, oh, oh. I should throw it to second base now. That's the right decision instead of holding the ball and waiting to watch someone take an extra base or whatever. Like, all that stuff. Like, A, what can be done to fix it in the middle of a season with a bunch of veteran players? And B, who's to blame? Like, who is this on? Is this on Girardi? Is this on the players? Is this on everybody? What? what why can they not go out and just play fundamental baseball? Yeah, I, Ever! I know. I know. And it's it's it was that way under Gabe. Yeah. It was that way under Gabe. And we thought that with Girardi coming in here, that would change. But... I have a hard time putting it on the manager, you know. I mean, I guess, like, if you want to make them go do more, like, defensive work, I guess you could. Um, I just don't think they have a talented defenders. 
I mean, yeah, but, but I get that. I get that. I'm, f- I understand it. Like you can't get to a ball. It's, it's a, uh, uh, maybe a great left fielder gets to it. Andrew McCutcheon's not going to. Yeah. I get it. It's when he drops the ball, man. It's when the ball's coming into Gene Segura's glove and he just boots it. Yeah. It's when Andrew McCutcheon doesn't know what base to throw the ball to when he gets it. Like that's the stuff that, like, at a certain point, I understand the players have to do it themselves. But at a certain point, like. What, what what is the manager here for? What is Joe Girardi making five million dollars for? Because it's certainly not for the in-game decisions he's D- making. But have we factored in? Maybe it's for double switching. <laughs> I mean, does he, he have a double switch get, incentive? I mean, it's but look, he should get a lot more than if he gets paid for well, double switch. It'd be making fifty million. He's doing a great job. Yeah, he's doing a great job. He, he works one in once again. Seriously, I hear a lot of this, and I hear it from a lot of former players. Like you know, we know people. We talk to people, whatever right. uh, people work at WIPL at, and a lot of the particularly former players. And you're a player, semi. Not at that level, but you played. Well, you I consider mean, your in your mind, in you were a mind, major league baseball could have been player, me. a superstar. Could have been me. Uh, like, why do people keep letting Joe Girardi off the hook for this? Because at a certain point, like, do something, like anything. Well, I think it comes down. I think a lot of players feel like it's on the player, and I and I. But I, and one thing I will say is that I think that a lot of the defensive struggles do happen because. I feel like they're all trying to go on a winning streak every play. Like they're all trying to to break the game open all the mm-hmm. time, and they're they're trying to be the hero. You know, you see the misplays in the field, and maybe that's because they're all trying to be so they're trying too hard, like Gabe used to say. Mm-hmm. But there is some truth to that, where like you feel like all the pressure's on you, and any little mistake you make is going to cost the team, and it's gonna it's gonna <laughs> keep spiraling downward this baseball season. So you know, maybe from the standpoint of of they are literally in their own heads because they're trying to they're pressing and they're trying to go on a winning streak by themselves every day. I mean, it it could be that they're so psyched out, but the thing is is that this is year 4 of this. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's the guys. I, I Girardi I just I guess he's not going to go out there and break down their athletic positions and their hands and that stuff. That, that comes down to doing a lot of fungo work and working with the coaches and all that. Like, I mean, he's probably tried to flip over tables. Like, we don't we don't know any of that stuff. He's probably tried getting. We saw him getting mad at Gene Segura, but ultimately, it comes down to players just knowing and doing their job. Um, and listen, if he wants to start holding players accountable and like benching them for stuff, that'd be great. But also, it puts the Phillies in a worse situation. Like the, I know like they're like they don't have enough bench depth. Trust me, I know, dude. To I where know. they can do that. Look on a basic level, the biggest problem with this team is the roster. It's the lack of roster depth. It's a lack of this is four. You've slowed down, by the way. It's drastically all right. Well, we're four talking. Count four, four. Okay. Um. So, look, I I absolutely agree. Roster depth, the inability to bring guys up from the minor. I mean, you look at all these teams, the great teams. You know, the Dodgers. All these teams, they. Like a guy gets hurt and they just bring someone up. And it's like, oh, that guy can play. That guy's a major league player. Look at the Rays. They traded Willie Adamas. Yeah, they traded their starting shortstop. Like, just see ya. Cool. Like, and they fill and they fill these holes. And it's guys who play defense. It's guys who get yeah. timely hits. It's like guy after guy after guy. So I agree. I know roster depth is a problem, but at a certain point, like, I understand the talent problems. That I can accept. It's the fundamentals. It's the the stuff that I could do. Like, I know where to throw the ball. I know where the ball's supposed to go in a situation. Five. Count them. I know I know what to do with the ball. I know how to look a ball into my glove. I know I understand, but these guys are major league players at a certain point. Like, hold infield practice. I know they don't do that in the majors. Screw it. 
Like, do the stuff you see in, like, stupid sports movies if you have to. Like, Major League or whatever. Like, I don't, I know that's not the way it works, but at a certain point, like, shake it up, do something different, because every night this team makes the same boneheaded mistakes. You want to play 21? They should They should go play 21? Sure. Get the 21 outs? Yeah. Well, I guess in baseball, in Major League Baseball, it's 27. We used to play 21. Well, yeah, I, I mean, yeah. If, if, except for the Phillies, which it's 34 or 35 every night. Yeah, yeah. Or, <laughs> or when they're on the road, it's 24. Yeah, because yeah. they don't. They're not allowed to win on the road. This yeah. it's part of the. It's in the yeah. rules. God, they I, they I, have I, to get destroyed on the road. Like, do you ever feel worse about the Phillies ever than when they're on the road? No, I, mean, I just like, expect it. And they always find a way to make it like excruciating. Well, and also they just yes, yes, and in one way or the other, either a game they should win that they blow in a, a heartbreaking or devastating fashion, or it's something like yesterday where they just get their doors blown off by a Cincinnati roster that. Like, wasn't even starting a bunch of guys. I mean, Not Winker really. wasn't the lineup. I mean, like, it's like, I, think I, I mean, I've never even heard of the guy. Shock. Oh, what? I didn't know who he was. No idea. Yeah. Kyle Farmer. I know the name. Terrible. Stevenson. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like, yeah. who are these guys? Yeah. I mean, it's it's Cincinnati, so I that's know they a, rake, they rake. But yeah, I, I just it is it is excruciating. And here's the thing, and you've made this point before on the pod, and I think it's important is the group of guys on the road. Like, it just feels like they have no life on the road it feels like they're dead men walking mm-hmm. like they just it doesn't matter what they're coming off of it doesn't matter the situation like there's just going to be no energy no excitement no heart well it's clear that they have a leadership problem i mean clear it's, it's clear Blatant. there there is night, a night is there clear as day thank you wow i'm usually, Whoa! I'm usually the one that blows that that was a bad one wow that was a bad wow, one night guys. is day Night it's as night as day as yeah. anyone can see sure um new jim nance bit yeah yeah <laughs> sure is, in here. i didn't see that coming well, it is night as day that when you like watch this team that it's a leadership void. I mean, like and 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 there there's a, there's a, just a disconnect. There's a disconnect somewhere where they go and I don't I honestly don't know how to quantify it. I don't know how to put my finger on what the disconnect is. All I know is that there's something. And it might take like a, a reshaking the core, you know, to kind of either wake anyone up or or any of that stuff because this team has no idea how to win on the road, like at all. I mean, it's been this way for four years, and for I mean, these the main players have been here for three years, um, and it might take. Like, I mean, like I always think about the No Mar Garcia Parra trade, you know, where the Red Sox traded him and they got Orlando Cabrera back, and and they went on a run because they they felt like they needed a shake up in the clubhouse. They did. The, you think about. Um, you think about you think about like uh, the Bobby Abreu trade. You know, Abreu is a good player, but, you know, that you don't know what was going on there, but they moved on from him, and the team went on a run and all that stuff. So, I don't know. There's some disconnect with this team on the road that it just, just hasn't translated in the last couple of years. All right, we're going to get to questions in a second. Your questions in on Facebook, Uh-oh. Instagram. Maybe eat another peanut chew. Yeah. yeah get on it. You're Probably a little by. Yeah, Philly sports fans know how to celebrate the return of baseball. By going nuts, cheering on their favorite team while enjoying Goldenberg's Peanut Chews, the delicious game day snack. We're up to six. I'm going to smoke this over, six. by the way. This baseball season go nuts with Peanut Chews, the best-tasting snack in Philadelphia. Grab them today at your favorite retailer. Love Peanut Chews. You're doing a great job, Jack. All right, let's get some questions. Get your questions in. Anything big picture you want to get to before we start taking some questions? No, we'll I'm get good. to more. I want to talk about Wheeler. I want to get a little more in-depth than Wheeler. I want to talk Nola. Uh Let's get in some questions, though, on Instagram, uh, Facebook. Uh, e underscore Brown215 says, remember when we thought Gabe Kapler was the problem? Fun times. Yeah. You know who's never the problem? Well, yeah. 
Yeah. Gabe Cap. Well, here's what I'll say. Think about how many times, just this year, forget last year. Let's throw last year and the worst bullpen ever and all that out the window. How many times this year can you think of a specific thing that Joe Girardi has done or a situation that has happened where if it were Gabe Kapler, it would be the entire season. Mm-hmm. Every single day, we would, the, the going out to the mound twice for Wheeler. Boom. Never, we'd never stop talking about it ever again. The, the not having Inyel De Los Santos on the roster for the game? Are you kidding me? Gabe Kapler, he might have gotten fired that night. Because the fans would be outside the stadium, like, with pitchforks. I mean, so many things. The, the Segura thing, the this, that. Like, it's, like, so many things that Girardi does where if it were Gabe Kapler, it would be, like, a, a meltdown mm-hmm. in this. And then now we didn't get to it, but how about Joe Girardi saying, ho, 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 not telling you guys anything anymore. No. Every other team in baseball has no problem telling you what's going on, but not us. Not us, because I get caught lying. Manager's decision. It's oh, all a manager. Yeah, it's... It's such a loser move. It's a loser move, Joe. If you're watching right now, and he might be there in Cincinnati waiting for the game, Joe, loser move, buddy. It's a loser move. I will say Soft. this, though. I will say this on the Gabe thing. And it's funny because I actually remember those times. And Oh, yeah. If you, that's a long time ago. I know. I remember. Well, I'm listen, impressed. It was a lot of baseball. <laughs> it was a lot of. It was, it was just tough to get through September at that point. <laughs> True, yes. Like September Phillies are the, the yes. date of my existence. Yes. But, um, but I will say, like, the upgrade from Klentak to Farhan is a pretty massive sure, upgrade. It is. So, Gabe. But again, like, look at that roster. Like, I know, look, and I know that Farhan's a genius and clearly is because that's a better roster than it looks on the surface. But you can't tell me that that roster is better than this roster. You can't. Yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> I, that's a, that's a funny part. It's like you see the Phillies on paper and you're like, that's a pretty good team. And then yeah. you see them play. And they're like, well, uh, not as good as I thought. They're definitely bad. Yeah. They're definitely not great at this whole baseball thing. Yeah. So um, I do think the upgrade from Farhan to uh, Farhan, you know, from Klentak is a massive upgrade. And they clearly find actual value at the margins. Like, mm-hmm. remember that whole oh, thing yeah. here? Sure. Unlike yeah. here. Sure. I think that- Darren Ruff has, like, the fifth highest, <laughs> like, like uh, Woba or maybe, like, expected Woba. Like, the guy, I mean, the guy's been a machine out there. It's unbelievable. He's barely playing. Yeah, could you? Actually, yeah. It's so that he he's dude, Darren Ruff's pretty high up. Uh, I mean he's finally living up to Babe Ruff. So just to, we're we're twenty six minutes in, F four and Woba so far. Listen, the tracker. This, this is this is what Goldenberg's peanut juice yeah. signed up for. Chicks dig the Woba, I've heard chicks that. Chicks do dig the Woba <laughs> and chicks also dig Goldenberg's peanut juice. All right, important comment from Brett. They do. Well so look at this guy. This is you know Yeah, eat another. Seven. Do another seven. Do it. Hold on. We're waiting for this one. This is like a, a, a momentous one. There it is. Needed it. Okay. Good question from, or good comment. There's not a question, a comment. From Brad Williams underscore 12, he says, Seltzer looks like a James. Jack looks like a Kyle. <laughs> what do you think? I kind of see it. What up, Kyle? Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess so. Look, Kyle. This is not a Chad, right? Yeah, that's, you know. Sorry, buddy. I got yeah, a buddy. Sorry, any Chad. Chads out there. Yeah, but. I got a buddy. Named, one of my best friends named Chad. Um, we call him Butters, though. So. Butters. Um, yeah, he got a haircut once that looked like Butters from South Park, and 20 years later, he's still Butters. Yeah, see, I feel Pretty like that's great. that's your whole friend group. Like, your, your nickname's Schweppy, right? Yes, Schweppy. Right. Yes, right. for Schweppes. Yeah. Schweppes, seltzer yeah. water, Schweppy. Right. Yeah, you guys have Bit not moved the nicknames on in, in, <laughs> no. in your years. <laughs> no. In your years since high school. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, and we all know for you, high school was a very long time long, ago. Long, so long. Um, I don't even remember it, really. I mean, I'm sure you don't. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's damn near prehistoric at this the time. The Phillies have been bad, good, and then bad again since I was in high school. Would kids. you say that's the funny part of this team? Is like 
They're way more talented than the post ninety three yes. teams. Yes. Way more like I don't know, like oh four. Yeah, but those both those Boa teams were all right. I mean, they won like what eighty six, eighty five, eighty six games with those Boa teams. I mean, you wouldn't think the talent's much better, but the results were. I know. <laughs> I know. But I, I feel like a Kyle's at least a compliment. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Take it as one. Well, the only reason I'm wearing, yeah, I feel like it's because I'm wearing the hat backwards. The only reason I'm wearing it backwards because I haven't got a haircut in a while. Ah, uh, is that what it was? And I want to look good on camera. I shaved. Is... Look at this, shaved. I know. You can see I'm my proud face, of you, buddy. Face scar. Yeah. I, what? You should. He's he's an, he's an adult. I mean, oh, here we go. Uh, Matt Little says, "Fritz, guys over twenty don't wear their hats backwards unless you're in the gym or playing sports." Matt, you are correct. Well said, Matt. I will agree, but. Also, I think I look pretty good, and, <laughs> and I'm, not, I'm not having a good hair day. The hair's looking a little long. I got an appointment all set up. I'm trying to get it cut. I get it. I get it. Yeah, I just didn't. I didn't want my bad hair showing up on camera. This is a big deal. Yeah. The Goldberg's peanut shoes is not. You know, they're not. They don't want me having a bad hair day. Yeah. So I decided to go with the hat look. They uh, that was actually in the writing. Yeah. It was a make thing. sure Jack's yeah. hair isn't yeah. looking atrocious. Tell him to wear a hat because it's probably gonna be bad. Right now, I was also thinking about wearing my Phillies hat. Uh, but that's a frontward-facing hat, and I feel like it would look uh, weird on camera. That's true. That's a good point. A lot of thought went into my hat. <laughs> Sounds like far too much. I just it, had it my really wife does. shave my head. And right. Well, like, yeah, not too I, bad. No. It's okay. When my, when my hair is right, like I'm good. It's it's, it's strong. Good. It's a quaff. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. Got a quaff going. Sure is, pal. <laughs> Jack. Literally a second and a half later. <laughs> it was magic. Nothing magic. happened in nothing happened in between. I stayed silent for like a second and a half and, and that's then, a that's a long time for like, you. Hey. I know. Trust me. It was like a patient. I was like a, a pulling you know, pulling myself back there. I All know. Right. Um that was fun. Uh again, video yearbook people. Keep us in mind. Yeah, especially when you're um, talking to the biggest fan of the video yearbook out there. I mean, I know you and neighbor Dan. That's it. That's yeah. the only two people I know who watch it every year. Na you guys watch the 2021 or the 2019 one. I mean, it's like, what are you guys doing? Like, oh. it's like torture, dude. I I could I I I got stuck on a 1998 video yearbook the other day. <laughs> dude, you're so weird. I know. I don't. I don't, for the 2021 in particular. I'm coming up with a number in my head. I'm going to say $500. That's what someone would have to pay me to watch. I'm trying to be realistic here. Five, you know, maybe dude. 100 yeah, If someone gave me $100, realize. I'd probably sit down and watch it. But, I mean, choosing For 48 tests, minutes, you couldn't sit down and watch the 2020 video yearbook? This sounds so horrible. I lived it. I don't want to relive it. Oh, I do. I know. I know. Well, That's you what gotta, makes you, you special, buddy. I know. Well, you got to understand, man. It's like middle of winter. All I got to do is watch this basketball team, whatever, this hockey team, whatever. I'm thinking baseball all times. And I just needed a little bit of something, and I was super giddy. For the, I, I love the yearbook. I love the Phillies yearbook, video yearbook. I love it every year. It makes me very happy. I would narrate it if they wanted me to narrate it. Shout out to the Phillies video department. Get me on the horn. I'll be over We're there in a second. We're asking a lot from the Phillies video department today. Yeah. Well, listen, yeah. I love it every year. And I even write out things that they could use. You know, like the bird poop thing. I mean, like it, it, I already think of the turning points in the season for the video yearbook. The point is, you watch the season with the video yearbook in mind. I do. As you're, yeah, yeah. you're thinking of as you go the narratives. The, yeah, and that's what makes you special, buddy. That's what makes me me, pal. <laughs> yeah, it's it's true. Yeah. Uh, all right, take back.
Yeah, so um, I like what the Phillies are doing this weekend uh, with the with the pitching rotation. I know it's it, there. There's talks. I don't. I know you don't. I know you don't. But um, for those who don't know, they're not skipping Howard and Velasquez as they could have and gone Wheeler Nola Eflin uh, instead, or Wheeler Eflin Nola. Uh, they are leaving them in spots. It's going to be Wheeler Howard Velasquez this weekend. Right, and I and and I'm very curious to see what Howard does. Of course. Um, it's a big one because, I mean, you finally got into the fifth inning the other day and the VLO dipped again. So you're hoping as this thing stretches out, we're seeing more from him, all that stuff. But I do like the idea of pushing back Eflin a little bit because I do think that Eflin was, is, is just a little tired. Like I, I don't, like his mechanic wise, it just looks like he's a little slow. Um, and I think that has to do with, with him being maybe a little bit worn down. And he's had problems with heavy body in the past. He's had problems with uh, dead arm in the past. And I just I felt like the start um, Sunday in, in Tampa, you know, he just wasn't able to consistently get inside the lefties. He was leaving cutters and sliders out over the middle of the plate. He was leaving his two-seam around the middle of the plate. And that usually is, is a sign to me that a guy's just a little bit tired. So um, I like that they're pushing him back a little bit, giving him a little bit extra rest because – they're going to need, need Eflin, and he's been fine. He's been almost like Nola, where it's like, yeah, I mean, he's been fine, but, I mean, his ERA is over four now. Like, it's it's time to get it back down into the, the three fives and below. So um, I like that they're giving him a little bit of a breather, and, and hopefully this kind of gets him back. Yeah, look, that's a, a good argument. Uh, I get it. I, we don't know if he's tired or not. It does seem like he is, and obviously he's had these issues in the past with the tired arm and tired body and dead body or whatever it's called. So yeah, I look, I get it. I, I just, any chance I can get to skip those guys, I'm going to skip them, but I get it. I get it. What else? Um, how about the weird, uh, Girardi quotes on Mickey? Like all of a sudden they don't, yeah, they the don't corner outfielder stuff and, and they don't view him as a center fielder. And, and it's like, well, I mean, why? I mean, his value should be in center field. Like I don't, I personally don't think of Mickey as a corner outfielder. You know, I think of more as a like a center fielder with good defense that could hit a little bit. Like when I think of corner outfielders, I think of of more like more pop and stuff like that. So I just thought it was a weird quote, and uh, it, it's a shape in the philosophy, I guess, of the organization. Um, and I don't know. I, I'm very curious to see what their plans are here because it, it doesn't really seem like they they totally have one. Yeah, very clearly. Would it be shocking, Jack, for them not to have a plan? I mean. In reality, what did we just talk about with Spencer Howard? I mean, over and over and over again. What the hell was the plan with this guy? What has been the plan with this guy? I mean, I know we talked about the Facebook Live thing, but rolling him out in Colorado for that, you know, <laughs> ten to run game or whatever. I mean, what seriously though? Like that's your that's your top prospect in the organization, like the top guy, the most important young player in your organization, arguably, and and <laughs> you're just like throwing him to the bullpen and moving him back and then try, like they, it doesn't seem like they have a strong plan for any of these guys in terms of development oh wow the Phillies are bad at developing players like shocking like I, I do think that's an issue and I think that this kind of um you know lack of defined plan lack of of direction for players for the team for for development is is absolutely a concern because that's what Dave Dombrowski is supposed to come in here and do like he's supposed to give the team direction supposed to set this organization on the right path right I mean that's the point and so far between that type of stuff between the roster mismanagement we've seen this season and obviously I've talked a ton about the Harper injury stuff the 
JT, DD waiting days, playing with a short bench. Like, it's concerning. Like, the, the, the organization's ability to be a functional baseball organization that does things the right way is absolutely in question right now. Fun times, fun times. Yeah, um, so, yeah, that's, that's something to monitor for sure. Um, I legitimately think the Phillies should leak to one of the media members that they're thinking about reworking the core or something at the deadline. Like, give them one last, whether you do it or not. But give Push. Them, yeah. Like, you saw the, this happened with the Cubs, uh, I think in April or maybe early May, like where they leaked, they leaked something to, I think, Morosi about how, like, yeah, Chris Brown, Chris Brown will be gone and maybe Javi and this stuff. And the, the Cubs responded by going 18-8 and eight in, um, in, in May. So yeah, uh, all of a sudden, they're, they're like the best record in the National League right there. Right. Like, maybe a little something to be like, hey, if you guys don't turn this around, we're going to start selling these pieces off. So, um, and then if they don't respond to that, maybe that's something that could uh, be like, all right, well, if you're not going to respond to that, then I guess we do need to blow it up. And it gives you a better uh, plan heading into the trade deadline. Yeah, I think it's a fascinating thing that the buy or sell thing is going to be really interesting if they kind of stay with what they've been, this mediocre, a few games under 500 type of team. Like, it's going to be a really interesting discussion because it's a um, it's a tough spot for this organization. I, I mean, it's time, right? I mean, how many times have we talked about this? It's been a decade. Like, everyone on this team is – like, it's time for this team to be a playoff contender, to make the playoffs, to, to do something as a franchise and this group of guys – and if they become sellers at the deadline, I don't think they'll be full-on sellers if they were. Like, I really don't. I don't think they would take it on the chin like that. But it is a, you know, it's a big moment, a pivot point for this franchise. Because, I mean, they just tanked. They went through the whole thing. And it's not looking great in terms of did it work or did it not work, Jack. And, like, if they're going to do it again, if they're going to trade off pieces and kind of Start over and mess with the core and all that. And I don't, again, I don't think it would be a full on rebuild, a full on whatever, but man, it's, it's a concerning thing. And it goes back to the direction of the franchise we're just talking about. Like, what is it? Where are they going? What are they doing? Yeah. And I just don't, uh, and this is, this is, has to be part of it. I mean, I don't know how you sell to Bryce and JT and Wheeler and DD and Nola and Lee Hoskins. Like, how do you sell to those guys that, hey, we're going to, you know, trade away pieces? Uh, like, especially Harper and JT, like they signed for five years. Wheeler, kind of same same thing. Like, it, it's just it's a it's a hard sell to to the guys that are here. And I mean, it, and the fan base too. Yeah, man. I mean, could it be the best? Could it be the, for the best? Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, I mean, it might be. It probably might be. I mean, the, if this is the team, if they don't get better, like if this is the group, then yeah, it's 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 the better thing to do. Right. And and you just hope that those guys are on board with it. And I mean. Ultimately, it comes down to making the best decision for you. If they are eight games out of it or eight games under 500, like around the deadline, you have to sell. Um, and I hope it doesn't get to that point, but it it would be fascinating. And uh, I wonder if they would. I really wonder if they would have the the stomach to do it. Like yeah, like real like like really give away a player. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Like trade Zach Wheeler or something like that. Like I don't think they do. I I am with you, and especially if it continues on this path till the trade deadline like i would advocate for it because this team's not winning anything the way they're playing the way they're put together like they're not uh, you know i mean th what could you i mean for zach wheeler right now you could get like <laughs> you could get a real like you could make a jared Kalinick type trade and get someone like that like it not now you what? know what i mean when the the canoe trade, I know, like no, no, no. That's the kind of haul you could get you could get like a future superstar of your franchise for zach wheeler i mean 
it's something you'd have to consider, right? If, I know. If this team continues that way. And again, I don't I don't think they'll have the stones for it for what you point out, the the clubhouse, those guys there, the Bryce Harper Middleton stuff, all that. And then for the fan base, like the fan base riots if that happens. And I get it. Like, and also they're going to lose. There's apathy sets in and people are like, again, really, this is it? This is the Phillies? All right. Why should I pay attention to this? People are already saying it. We have people calling up today talking about the Sixers and being like, I'm I'm just sad this Sixers thing is going to end because I don't want the Phillies to be the only team left. And it's like, well, I was about to curse there, Jack. I was about to say, uh-uh. well, bleep, man. Well, bleep. Well, F word. That's what I'm thinking right there, Jack, because that's like, that hurts my soul, man. All right. This is, this is hypothetical. Would you trade Zach Wheeler for C.J. Abrams right now for the Padres? Oh, buddy. Um, I don't know. I mean, I need to get I mean Abram's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um Would you would you trade him for Austin Martin from the Blue Jays? I like oh buddy, Bobby Witt Jr. Like that. Well, I mean, there's no way the Royals the, the Royals, Royals aren't trading for a piece, obviously. But it's like that's the level of guy I need. You know, I need someone where I'm like, all right, that dude's a star. Dude, would the like, Yankees that, would the Yankees give us Jason Dominguez? I mean, they might. I mean, he's 17. He can give Zach Wheeler. Yeah. I mean, Listen, honest, honest to God, and, and we're not saying trade Zach Wheeler. No, no. But, no, no. but I will say this: you're talking to the wrong podcast if you're not looking forward to the possible prospects they could they could get back. Oh my God, are you kidding me? Yeah, I Let's mean, go. you got to remember who you're talking to here. Like, I, yeah. I, I love prospects. So, yeah. Like, would Jack you tra- would trade would, anyone on the team for for a true blue? Like, would you trade him for like Nolan Gorman from the Cardinals? <laughs> He's gonna keep rattling names off me. I he, like their Vito Bruhan from the Rays, but they won't do it. They... No, I don't think so. You wander. Let's just get wander. You think that's yeah? Cool? Let's get wander Franco. That sounds good. Like they'll just give us wander. I'd probably no I'd probably trade him for Zach Veen, but that's me. Um, whew, listen, I know it would hurt, but whew, we're talking about getting a superstar back here. All right, never mind. Sorry to bring that up. We are not advocating. <laughs> we are not advocating should, for should Zach. We scrub that portion of the podcast. By we, the way, would you trade him for Royce Lewis? No, Royce Lewis stinks. I, I, I think, oh wow! Yeah, he stinks. I'm not. Top I'm not ten a prospect of the sport, buddy. Yeah, I don't think so. Personally, I don't think so. Oh, I like this take. Hating on him. Would you trade it's him for good. Mackenzie Gore? Oh, dude. I, so I, I would probably want to bat back. Yeah, so would McKenzie, I. So would I. Yeah, Mackenzie Gore is really nasty. If, 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 just throw it out, Padres. The Padres are one of the best records in baseball. It's like, oh, look at all these prospects they have. <laughs> I would trade him for uh, the the Giants. Probably wouldn't do it, but Marco Luciano is like. An, I, Superstar yeah, prospect. Yes, yeah, I would. I would trade. I, can we just trade the Phillies for the Padres and just we'll take sure. AJ Preller. We'll take the whole thing. Oh, sure. uh, I'm not sold on AJ Preller. Sorry. Well, he's done a hell of a lot better job than than we have, my friend. Yeah, he has with you know done a, a hundred years to do it. Job. Well, okay. Um, not just that. Like went for it had the stones to say, all right, this didn't work, and went out and got all these great prospects, and now he's going for it again and is crushing it. So I, I think that dude's done a really good job. Well, I can't argue against what Matt Klansack did here, so uh, that's on me. Honestly, we're going to look back, and, and we, we can already do it now, but we're going to look back 50 years from now and be like, wow, Matt Klansack was the worst thing that ever happened to Philly. Oh, I can't wait. I already can't wait to tell my grandkids about Matt Klansack. Uh, I mean, God. honestly, like on my deathbed, I might say Klansack ruined what was supposed to be my 20s. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you yeah. <laughs> ruined my 20s, dude. I swear, yeah. I swear to God, Matt Glenn's, I ruined my 20s. I mean, like, I'm so jealous of people that 
were in their 20s for the 08 run. I know you were in your 30s, but... Um, <laughs> Such an asshole. I was not in my 30s. <laughs> but, like, but I just wanted to enjoy the Phillies baseball while I was younger and whatever. Matt Klenzak ruined, ruined all of that, so appreciate him and McPhail. Um, yeah. and, and, by the way, we're not advocating for trading Zach Wheeler. But, no! But, <laughs> Look, if this team keeps playing the way they've been playing, everyone's going to be talking about should they trade Zach Wheeler come to trade deadline. But... So, you know. I mean, they did talk about it before the season, right? Well, I mean, we it, is, is, Babe Ruth about, is Babe Ruth a prospect? <laughs> yep. Oh, um, and my final thing here is uh, good to see Adam Hazley back. He was uh, up in yeah. AAA. Um, yes, we obviously don't know what happened, um, and uh, I'm, I, I hope he's in a in, in a in a good state. And um, yeah, I mean, it's it just I'm just glad he's I'm glad he's healthy. That's all. Like baseball, whatever you think of Adam Hazley, the player, glad he's healthy. Yeah, and and whatever happened, I'm glad he's back and he wants to play baseball again, and and that's awesome. And uh, I will also uh, throw out there. Uh, shout out to the Woodward and Bernstein of baseball, JT Romuto. How about it? How about Mr. Calling out the substances and now they're doing something about it, Jack. I know it's going to be this, this next, I think three weeks is going to be fascinating. It's already fascinating. It's it's always something with this sport, isn't it? It is. All right. You got anything else? I don't just, there's a fresh cans of high hops at uh, four fingers brewing company. And, uh, please don't make us do more trade deadline trade off stuff because I just want the Phillies to go on a run and everything to be ha- uh, all happy once again. Yeah, no, we want to be talking about what guys are we trading for to help this club. That's the trade deadline stuff we want to do, not the oh, who should we trade away to get prospects? Like, not what? that. The, but we learned. But we'll take some prospects. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we out of here. Yes. All right. Uh, by the way, all jokes aside, everyone who tuned into the Facebook Live, like, really, it meant the world to us. It was super fun. We had a great time doing it. Goldenberg's Pants Shoes, anytime you want us, we're there. Let's do it again. And uh, we just appreciate High Hopes. Um, High Hopes listeners, High Hopes people, our people, uh, you guys are the best. Um, please, can we – and here's the other thing I want, Jack. Here's the other thing I want. I'm not asking a lot. The next time we talk – I want us not to be saying, well, would have been nice if they spread those 17 runs over a few games, huh? Because they could have used them. Please don't let me say that, Phillies. Okay? Please just score more runs. Can we make this a thing? We'll see. He spreads himself. I'll see you later.